Chai Coaching. My name is Danny Jones, and this is your Ignition Spark. Welcome back to IHI Coaching. I'm excited to say that if you were with us on our last episode, then you got to meet Noelani Min. And if you got to meet her, I'm sure that you want to hear more, just like we do here. So I've got great news. She's back. And Hi, guys. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get some more stories out of her because... Even in the second episode, we're still going to miss some because there's so many. Welcome back, Nolani. Thank you. I'm so excited for this second segment. Last time we talked about some some challenges that you've experienced and just some hurdles that you've had to go through because there's been a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that I want to just jump right into is about Olympics TV show that you were in. And, you know, there was something that happened that was, I mean, was, I'm sorry. It was just kind of dirty. Like I really, I'm, I'm still kind of mad over this. I'm not going to say too much about it. I want to let you introduce it. So why don't you go ahead and share what that situation was? And then I want to talk about it after. Okay. Um, so I always hear these stories of kind of misinterpreted TV drama that takes place in reality shows, but I never thought that I would be on the victim side of it. So I got the opportunity to be part of the next Olympic hopeful TV show, which was filmed in Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center. And in this show, um, there were hundred, about 100 contestants from all over the United States that came to try to get a shot at Team USA. And I was one of um, 50 women that got to go there and compete for three days. And at the end of the show, when they announced all the winners, they had us all sitting in an auditorium and they called out one person per each sport. There were eight sports there that they were trying out for. The crazy story about this is my friend, Shay Hatchett, who I'm very close with now, was my roommate while I was staying there. And she ended up winning first place for kayaking. And I was so happy and excited for her, and we all celebrated. Once all the announcements for the winners were done, they told us that they had turned off the cameras and they were going to announce five alternate winners who had also gotten um, some special attention from the coaches and were encouraged to continue in these chosen sports. And when it came to kayaking, they called my name and immediately my first reaction was just tears. I started crying just to hear the president of the U.S. Olympic Committee call my name, just sent shivers down my spine. I started bawling and the girls around me started giving me hugs. And I walked up and um, got a letter of invitation from the kayaking, the national kayaking coach. And it was it was a really momentous occasion and I was excited and happy and I went home and the show aired about six weeks later and 
I I didn't even think I'd make it to the end of the show because I didn't win. At the big announcement at the end of the show, they call up Shay Hatchet, and then right as she wins and she's happy and excited, they show me crying and just bawling <laughs> as if I I was disappointed that I didn't win. And I didn't even think anyone was filming me at that time when I was crying, but there I was. They had cut out this little clip of me. Just crying and put it right after Shay to make it look like there was just this intense drama that was happening. But I I just thought it was funny. I wasn't even upset. I was just like, wow, the you know TV、um, and the lengths that they'll go to to create some sort of dramatic situation. It just made me laugh. I'm glad it made you laugh because it made me mad, <laughs> man. So just to recap, you were filmed crying because you were so excited that you、yeah. won that you, as as an alternate at the time, and when they aired the video or aired the the TV show, they made it look like you were crying because you were devastated that you lost. Exactly. <laughs> I want to point that out to the people that are listening that that's I mean that's so many times what happens in life, you know. Oh, Whether、yeah. it be intentional or because it's just a misunderstanding, there's so many times where people interpret things in a wrong way, and、mm-hmm. really, there's there's so many things that I wanted to extrapolate from your story. But one of the things is your reaction. You know, you laughed about it. I feel like if it was me, I I would have been really really upset, and I I, I don't know if I would have handled it as gracefully as you did. I remember. Watching your, you had like a little Instagram story at the time, and it was kind of funny. You're like laughing about it, and I, <laughs> I was not. I was really mad because I know your character, and I know your 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 nature, and and the way that you would respond to a situation like somebody else winning is not being mad and crying about it. Even though you're so fiery when it comes to competition, I I know that that's not your your personality. So that's the first thing that's really profound to me. And the second thing is when that happens in. Day to day life, when somebody even intentionally is trying to destroy your name, the question of how you should respond to it always comes up. When you are faced with someone slandering you or or something like that, to me, it's always a, a fine balance between: do you step up and defend yourself, or do you stay quiet? And and the balance is. If I defend myself, does that actually give the person too much credit and allow them to even have my time in a response, or do I just say, "Ah, forget about you guys. It doesn't matter. I'm making a big deal about it because I'm mad and I'm defending you because that's not how it really was." And I think the final and most important point is the fact that no matter where you go in life, I I heard um a a. Preacher once say that new levels bring new devils, and it was such a powerful quote to me because whether you're spiritual or not, the higher you go, the more resistance you're going to find. Something that I've heard said many times is, when people meet you, as long as you stay where you are when they meet you, then there's no problems, there's no conflicts. But when you start to improve yourself. That's when there's problems because a lot of times when you're improving yourself, they're not improving themselves, and so then that's when this conflict begins. And so for you, or for any person who's listening, actually, 
when you are leveling up, if you will, in life, what happens is there's going to be people around you that might want to take you down. There are people around you that might want to intentionally tear down the work that you're doing. And it's rough because nobody wants a bad reputation. Nobody wants to have their name slandered anywhere. But sometimes that's how it goes. And sometimes we have to just deal with that. And so how are you going to react when you're faced with a situation where something is taken out of context? And keep in mind that these are two different scenarios. I'm, I'm talking about both when someone takes something that you've done out of context versus when somebody has maliciously for the purpose of being mean or selling drama or whatever it is slandered the the reality of the situation now it's a tv show it doesn't really matter at this point i mean i know that you're not bothered by it no way but yeah so since you're not bothered by it it's kind of okay sometimes though when people slander us it really affects us and can really make it difficult for us to get back on our feet i'm glad that that didn't stop you i know there is a freedom in knowing who you are and i think that that's the first place you need to start with in whatever endeavors you have in life because i know that that's not who i am how they painted me and the fact that i know my own I guess, emotional processes mm. and um, ways in which I I have my own perceptions mm -hmm. and they also have their own perceptions. And I think that's one of the messy parts of human nature is mm. that we all talk about truth as something noble and um, something to be prized and sought after. But in reality, a lot of life is based on relative perception. The important thing to remember with perception is intentionality. If someone had maliciously done so with the intention of destroying my name, then it would hurt. It would hurt more. But because this was a television show, which knowing the background of TV and drama and the industry is like having that knowledge of their situation and the industry standards, I guess, in a mm -hmm. sense, makes you more understanding and graceful. So I think in all of it, um, what helps me move on is sort of like keeping a curiosity into people's backgrounds and their situations because that curiosity allows for grace and allows even more to be able to view people with I guess more intrigue than anger or malice okay I think I want to point out the fact that basically to summarize what you said it's knowledge is power yes so whether it be knowledge of other people knowledge of people's intentions knowledge of the industry of television or most importantly knowledge of who you are exactly and so i like that and i and i want to give that and offer that up to everybody listening that knowledge is so important and that's you know hopefully that's why you're listening to podcasts because <laughs> just growing what you know can change everything exactly yeah with that like i was saying about knowing who you are i think the knowledge of your worth and identity has to definitely 
come before you start climbing any mountain. And what you're saying earlier about when you reach new levels, there are new devils. It's so important to hold on securely to who you are and what drives you and almost almost like your passion to keep fighting because if you don't know and recognize where your passion stems from you won't have any of the that passion to fight against those devils thank you for sharing that i want to go back to your trip to san diego the one where you had staph infection and i want you to tell me about the other story of of life and death there and yeah i just want to i want you to share it with everybody because it's another one of those crazy great stories just a typical day in right. the life typical day in the life so <laughs> tell me tell me what was the weather like to start with so okay this is coming from a local girl island girl who right. <laughs> was born and raised here i'm used to the daily 70 to 80 degrees tropical weather and then there's the mainland which uh, is a whole nother beast to deal with i definitely when i heard oh it's not going to be too cold i was thinking okay well maybe like two layers and jeans and we'll be good but you know again perception when it's too cold for someone else it is just freezing and um tundra for someone else so i had heard that the temperature was around 50s in san diego and so i thought okay that's not too bad but while i was there on the fourth day there was just some sort of cool trade winds that came in and the temperature dropped to about 40 41 and so if the outside temperature in the air is 40 41 the water is much colder than that and so the water dropped down to 30s and I was still in the place of not being completely balanced in these racing kayaks and I remember every session before going out, I would just be praying, Lord, not today. Don't let me fall. Don't let me fall. <laughs> and I I think it was the second or third day of camp. We went out to paddle and the coach there, Coach Chris, had encouraged me to try out the next level, next skinnier boat. And I said, all right, let's let's do it. Um... <laughs> Just, just a disclaimer, uh, I've never paddled in this weather or condition before, but we're going to go for it. So I went in and first 20 minutes was okay, but then there was like a slight breeze that came in and it just knocked me off balance and I fell in to the water and I've never felt so cold in my life. And it was in the middle of this huge bay. So there's no docks or anything. You just had to swim all the way to the beach. And I was swimming for a good, gosh, maybe eight, nine minutes. And I remember when I got to the beach, I could barely move my body. I was shaking so bad. And I started doing jumping jacks and push-ups and... I was trying to remember back to all those Man vs. Wild shows uh, that I watched as a kid. And I was like, okay, what would Bear Gryles do? And I, I distinctly remember there was one episode where he was like doing 
push-ups naked or something. I was like, no, I'm going to keep my clothes on, but we're going we're gonna to do these push-ups. <laughs> so I was there doing push-ups, trying to get my body temperature back. And then finally, I felt like I could walk again. So I said, okay, well, practice is for another hour and 10 minutes. We're going to get back into this boat. We're going to try again. So I got into my kayak. We're starting. And then 15 minutes again, I fall in. And I thought, gosh, I should have stayed next to the shore because I just went straight out and I was in the middle of the bay once again. So I swam back. And so this process happened three times. And by the third time, I felt like I couldn't breathe and I was almost throwing up. And uh, in fact, I went to the bathroom afterwards. Um, The team finally all came in and then we all went back to the clubhouse and put away our boats and I just ran to the bathroom and I threw up and we had no hot water in the showers. So at this point, I was just trying to strip off all my wet clothes, wrap myself around in towel and a hoodie and I just could not stop shaking. My friend Shay was just trying to make sure I was okay, asking me, like, do you need to go to a doctor? I was like, I don't think so, you know. But I I survived, but I can definitely say I've never been that cold in my life. That was a new experience for me. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine that kind of cold. Yeah. It's it's a mental game. Like once I fell in for the third time, I just, you know, it's not like I casually think of death anymore, Um, (laughs) but it it was a recurring thought in my head. Like, what if I just freeze out here and die because I was that cold? And literally the thing that got me through was I just kept repeating in my head, this is not how my story ends. This is not how my story ends. And it got me through back to the beach. I want I want to stop you there. You just said that this is not how my story ends. Yes. I don't know why that just rung so hard in my head uh, or my heart or wherever, because there's people that I've coached before who, and even even in my own building of my business and, and other things, it may not be life and death, but sometimes it is life and death for the business or the project or the whatever. And I think being able to remember this is not how my story ends, or this is not how the story of this book that I've been writing or Mm. business that I've been building or store that I run or circumstance, whatever it is, or even, even somebody's marriage. Mm. This is not how the story ends. Yeah. Maybe this is the, this is the moment that causes drama in the movie, Mm -hmm. you know, where, where everything looks completely bleak and it's like, Oh, it's all over. And just being able to hold on, because we're sitting here now. This was the beginning of January. We are now in the middle of February. So you survived. And life doesn't look as bleak as it did for those couple hours where you were practically freezing to death. Mm. And I think that many people need to to get a hold of that. That for, for Noelani, it was a matter of being frozen when she warmed up life kind of righted itself and and the mental aspect was like okay no i'm not gonna die anymore i'm okay but for some people like if if their marriage is falling apart or if their if their company is just got terrible news um about the value of their shares or whatever it is it can seem 
insurmountably bad or mm-hmm. it can seem like this is it it's over and if you if you study wildly successful uh, entrepreneurs or business owners or people in the past you'll see that they dip into that unfortunately kind of regularly or at least a number of times and and there's usually i don't know maybe like one to ten times where it's it's absolutely real and they could have closed up shop and ended it all and it would have probably not been a bad idea but they maybe they sold everything they had and just poured it into their business now Mm. this is not my advice for you if you're if your business is failing i i'm i'm not trying to give you advice uh on what you should do don't sell your house and your car and everything that decision is between you yourself your business your partners god whoever i'm not trying to give you that advice but sometimes there are moments where not giving up when letting go or walking away makes sense pressing in is actually the right step to take so if you're if you're in that spot right now i I do want to also encourage you that don't freak out don't give up this is not how your story ends yeah noelani i know that you're also very you have a big heart for people who struggle with i guess depression and anxiety yes. and and things and so since you know since we're doing this why would you be willing to just maybe say something to those people because you sat there almost dying from not something that you chose at that time you know in the water you know you didn't say oh i want to go for a swim in this freezing cold water but you know you were there almost dying and you made a decision on how you were going to perceive it so can you maybe as as much as you want to can you just speak into that and and maybe just a couple words of encouragement for those people yeah wow i would love to i would definitely was not prepared <laughs> to do this but here we go for you listening you are loved and you are seen you are heard and you are understood more than you could ever imagine in whatever you're going through in your victories and in your pain there is a beauty that is coming out from your life right now, wherever you may be. Never give up and trust that your life matters and has a purpose and has an impact bigger than you can ever imagine. I just want to encourage you right now that the dreams you've had, even the small ones, hold on to. The convictions that you've carefully constructed Do not let them go. And for those who are faithful in working towards improving not just themselves, but their community and this world, there is a reward for that faithfulness and for that diligence. And that no matter how dark and bleak life may be, there is always a sun that is shining. There is always a dawn that is breaking. And if you will just hold on for just one more day, even if you have to live by every hour, every minute, every second, if you can just live for that one second longer, you have the opportunity to see greatness and to see the fulfilling of those desires that you've had. And as long as you keep breathing, there is always opportunity for glory 
So I just want to say don't give up and keep going. Um, and I love you. And if there's any way I can pray for you, I will. And there are so many others out there who are in this together, who feel the same feelings you do. And so just remember that you're never alone. Thank you, Noelani. Thank you. Obviously, as, as you know, that was not part of the plan for today's no, podcast. No, that was just, I was like, okay, what am I saying? <laughs> you know, since I don't know why I just felt like we needed to do that. Mm. But I want to kind of bring that to a point. And we talked about it in our last podcast together that the Olympics are just one one flag on the path, one part of yeah. the journey of your life because you're you're still very young. And I realize that for you, there's a lot more to it than just the Olympics, but because the Olympics is not something you can do casually, like it kind of, it is kind of consuming right now. But I think that if I can encourage everybody who's listening, Noe here does not, go for the Olympics simply just because she wants to be famous because that's not at all her personality. And she is not going to the Olympics just because she wants to prove something. But there's so much more to this young woman than you would realize if you just think, oh, she's an Olympian. There's a lot more to her heart and to her motivation in life. And I want to encourage Everybody who's listening, are you just a CEO? Are you just a small business owner? Are you just a an athlete or a musician or an artist? Or is there something more to it? Because you might bring something great into this world if you're an artist or if you're you as a CEO builds a great product from through your company. You might bring something that's great. But is that all you're willing to leave behind? Are you motivated by something else? Something something greater than simply, this is my job and I want to make money. Or this is my art and I just need to get it out of me. And and don't get me wrong, that's great. And I'm I'm excited for you to do that. I want to ask, are you trying to transcend into something that's bigger than that because I can assure you that if you're listening to this that means that you're still alive and if you're alive then it is literally your job on this earth to be more than just an employee or a boss or a performer or whatever it is that you do with your life there's so much more to you and so because of that Noelani one of her motivations is to help the people that are lost to help the people that are, are or are feeling lost that are that are yeah. down and out and maybe one day in the future we can talk a little more about some some books that she's working on <laughs> uh, that she's been writing for a long time and maybe even talk about the some of the stories that are behind those but for now I I want to keep it where it's at and encourage you take a moment we talk about the why a lot, but really take a moment and think about why is it that you're doing what you're doing? Exactly, yeah. So much more. I'm not an Olympian, Noelani, so I want to ask you, 
does knowing how does knowing that there's more to it than just trying to win a gold medal affect your training and your all of this craziness that you're going through? I really believe there are three important questions that you need to answer for yourself um, before going full force into what we may call destiny or your calling or your purpose in life. And those three, I believe, should happen in this order. Um, Know who you are, know your convictions, and know who your people are. And the reason why I say in this order is because, first and foremost, um, you do need to know who you are and your value. And I just, I can't emphasize enough how um, important that is, especially in this culture when, there are so many voices screaming for your attention and it's so easy to get lost in different ideas of what society may want you to label yourself as. But the importance of being grounded in your identity is very important in order to find your conviction, which is the next question. And for me, Conviction actually is the word of the year for me. I like to choose a word of the year where I kind of meditate and engross on every year. But this year for me, it's conviction. And the reason why I actually chose that word is because I really believe in order to make it to the Olympics, it can't be something you just dream about anymore because a lot of people say, oh yeah, the Olympics is a dream. I've always dreamed about it. But that dream needs to turn into a conviction. And what is conviction? Conviction is something you're willing to stake your life on, something you're willing to die for. It's to come to a place where nothing can hold you back, not even death itself. So that sense of extreme and intense passion is going to be the foundation on which you build your motivation and your purpose. And I just believe holding on to that conviction is what propels me. So my conviction is the Olympics for um, not just myself, but for the people and the families and friends who have just poured into me and even all the people who I've never met yet who I'm going to encounter who are going to be encouraged and find hope in this journey and that leads to the next point for me is know your people and I feel like we all talk about wanting to change the world and wanting to reach um, communities and nations but in all reality um i really don't know one person except maybe jesus who's touched every single life in this world um at that magnitude and i think there's a really huge importance in knowing your community and who you kind of fit with and get along with and the people in your life that speak most to you and you speak most to them and building and developing this um, relationship and this um, thriving 
community around yourself is very important. And so knowing your reach and who reaches into you and who you reach into, I think is very important and can help you make the most change and most effective influence in people's lives. Oh, thank you. Um, I laugh because I, you know, I'm here thinking that I'm supposed to run a podcast and you're the one giving all the gems to everybody. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thank you. I think the only thing that we have time left for is I don't know if we did talk about it on your the last podcast, but something very major is happening two weeks from today. Yes, exactly two weeks. So mm-hmm. why don't you share with us what that is? Sure. So... I'm moving to Georgia. <laughs> um, I've never been to Georgia. It's kind of slightly frightening, but very exciting at the same time. Um, I keep mentioning Shay. She is just a blessing from the Lord. Um, she won, uh, once again, first place uh, at the next Olympic hopeful. But she's just been such an encouragement and such a great supporter in my life. She's training there currently now in Georgia um, at Lake Lanier. And she's been inviting me out there to join her. And let's do this. Let's reach for our dreams together for the Olympics. And um, we really want to actually be a K2, which is the two-man kayak together. So I'm looking forward to training that with her. But I'm finally making the move. I'm going to join her there in Georgia. And we're going to begin training And there's really um, so much uncertainty involved in this. But at the same time, this whole journey has started on faith. So I'm looking forward to even more crazier stories. They talk a lot in attaining wild levels of success about that moment when you jump off the cliff. And it's funny because I feel like you've had to jump off a lot of cliffs. (laughs) Yeah. Normally, it's supposed to just be one big cliff that people jump off of. I feel like my state of being is constantly staring over a precipice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I, again, I I dote over you a lot about this and just tell the world that you're such a, such an inspiration in that, in that sense that you constantly are facing things that, I mean, they would terrify me and I'd probably turn back and I feel like most people would probably turn back from a lot of the uh, trails that you've had to to journey. And so I guess I want to point out and then close with this idea. You're an island girl. Yes. Giving up everything here. Yeah. Moving to a state where you essentially know one person. Mm-hmm. For the sole intent of training and basically beating the you know what out of yourself to become a next the next medalist in the Olympics for kayaking, like that's the plan. Yeah. So far, yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to just point that out for our listeners. I'm not I'm not pointing this out in the for the purpose of shaming or embarrassing you or. Or making you feel like, oh, you know, well, what are you doing? But I do want to ask that genuine question. Well, what are you doing? Mm. This may not be a possibility for you. 
Maybe you have a spouse and children that are in school and you can't move, or maybe you have a spouse and children and you can move, but you know, moving might not be the answer, but are you willing to drop everything, give up everything, sell everything, do whatever it takes to go after the thing that you are passionate about, the thing that you know in the deepest parts of your heart that you are supposed to be doing with your life. It's not easy. I'm not going to lie. Lots of suffering, (laughs) if anything. I think that's one of the cool things about etymology with words. The word passion stems from suffering. And a lot of times we think, oh, yeah, you're just you're such a passionate person. We don't realize it's saying, oh, yeah, you suffer a lot, basically. And I think the correlation between those two words, passion and suffering, is that passion has a very close connection to love and when you love something so deeply you're willing to suffer for it so I think that's the amazing connection between how yes love is good it produces dopamine it's it it there's that feel-good gushy side of it but also along with love there is that deep and um devoted commitment that you have to have to either a sport or a person that comes along with its highs and lows its victories and even the hard defeats that you go through but at the end of the day you still hold on to that passion so passion just means what you're willing to suffer for Thank you for that. So what are your passions? What are you passionate about? What are you willing to suffer for? Because honestly, life is hard. We have to suffer in life anyway. Might as well go for the things that we are good for, that we are destined for. So whatever it is that you know that you need, whatever it is that you know that you're supposed to do with your life, Might as well suffer for that instead. Go for it. So with that, you can find our podcasts under Danny the Coach on all the major uh, podcast platforms. Or you can check us out on our website at ihicoaching.com. And as always, if you have questions, comments, things that you want us to podcast about, please send us an email or just reach out. We'd love to hear from you. As always, my name is Danny Jones. We are IHI Coaching, and this is your Ignition Spark. Bye.